Hello, unknown friends. It's good to be with you again. This is Greg Reese. You are listening to the Sunday podcast with Greg Reese. It's Sunday, March 27th. It's a beautiful sunny day here. And uh, I feel extra sunny because I just finished cleaning my small little apartment. So everything's nice and fresh and clean. Hope you're doing well. Uh, quick admin stuff to get out of the way. Um, basically the same as last week. Still waiting for Substack to see if they can um, straighten out everything with the uh, original 200 subscribers that came over with me here. Uh, so for now, I'm just sending this out to everyone. And it's been a, a few weeks. Um, and I feel positive that they... You know, they'll come up with something, and then I'll figure out a plan B. Anyways, that's about that. I also noticed I need to desperately need to redo the bumper that plays at the end of my videos that points people to ReeseReport.com, which is pretty much dead in the water right now, um, which is okay for me because, um, you know, I'm not much of a web designer. So, uh, But I do need to fix I – need, I need to update that and change that as well as the website. I need to basically turn the website into a – It'll probably just shoot right to Substack. Uh, as long as Substack uh, supports free speech and, and art and good stuff like that, I, I'm 100% behind them. Especially, you know, these days, uh, more than ever, like, all you got to do is the right thing, and you're like a friggin' hero, in, in my view, you know? I mean, it's the way it is, so. That's about it for the admin. Let's start again with uh, a couple of deep breaths. I won't go into the long explanation of, uh, you know, down-to-earth meditation and the value of it. I'll give you a quick summary one. But if you want to hear a little bit more about that, you can uh, go listen to last week's podcast. I talked, I rambled on for about a few minutes about it, I think. But, you know, in short, basically, the idea is simple. You want to learn to control the noise um, by control I mean shut up <laughs> you know like uh, the best advice you could give anyone I think spiritually is shut up and listen you know and it's not that easy because your mind is just constantly going it's constantly like like a child offering you things to focus on hey what about this what about this what about this what about this so um, meditation is basically just a way of learning how to quiet that thing inside of you. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's, it needs to be kept. If it's not maintained under control, you, you become a, an insane person. <laughs> and there's plenty of us. There's plenty of, in, in fact, we, I think, you know, having said that, we've all experienced insanity then. Um, I don't think many people uh, ex get to experience life free of that. But you can get that under control. Now you're a sane person and now you can function highly, you know, and then you can actually start experiencing the, 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 uh, higher functions of the mind so anyways that's the rant i did a little bit of a rant there uh we talked about uh, focusing on the breath and that's really the main thing you don't really need to do much else you can complicate things if you want some people do like to i i, I personally when i first went down this road i started off obsessing over every little complicated nook and cranny uh, that was just part of my path but in the end what i learned is the simple is the truth i mean you're just trying to shut the mind up. 
Easiest way to do that is to focus on one thing. And then once you master focusing on one thing, it, you, by the grace of God, you will then fall off of that one thing into the no thing, you know, into the nothing, into the, and it's not being spaced out or gone. You're completely present. Uh, it's a, it is an experience that you can't really put into words. <clears throat> but anyways, it's a good way to uh, center the self all the time. So just to start off, let's do a couple deep breaths. Inhaling through the nostrils, deeply and slowly, and exhaling through the nostrils. And putting all of our sensory awareness on that breath as we breathe slowly. And as we breathe, we slow the breaths even more, especially our exhale. If we can slow our exhale to be twice as long as our inhale, that's a great goal, then it automatically puts you in a relaxed response. You're going to automatically get in that relaxed response as soon as you start extending your exhale. And just focus on the breath, on the sound of the breath, on the sensation of the breath through our nostrils, the sensation of the breath through our lungs, feeling our chest expanding, feeling our chest falling on the exhale, pulling our abdomen in on the exhale, feeling that present on everything we're doing. And what will add to this, and it's not really even adding to it, but the original idea of a mantra is OM. But you'll find if you're focusing on the breath that the mantra OM is already in that breath. And so you could just completely leave it simple and just focus on the breath. Nothing more. Or you could simply add the sound OM. It doesn't even have to be out loud. You could obviously breathe on the exhale with it, but it's just envisioning that sound. All right. I got some decent feedback from the meditation class last week, so I thought I'd do it again. And I do think it's, I think moving forward, that's really the, the future. The future is we need to learn how to master our bodies and our minds and our emotions and our spirits. We need to break free of the conditioning, you know, as they say. We need to um, admit that we have been conditioned to be domesticated slaves. We really have. Um... I'm not going to get into it now. I probably won't get into it for a while. <laughs> but uh, anyone who has sort of breached the uh, rabbit hole on Sasquatch or Bigfoot or Sabir, whatever you want to call it, the giants, the other ones, the Nephilim, whatever you want to call it, if you really open your mind up and, and, and look at the evidence, you'll see that we are... Not only are we domesticated on some type of plantation, but we are not the top of the food chain at all. And there are other ones that seem to be um, more free than we are. 
And uh, I believe that that's probably why they have abilities evolved beyond ours is because that's, you know, it goes with the territory. It's, um, I don't know, what's the term? Mathematical term, uh, corresponding or something. That's not it. It's actually some buzzword on Twitter lately. I can't remember what it is. But I digress. Uh, the point being is humans have a lot more to look forward to than this cozy, comfy life of a kitty cat pet that we've lived for the past several generations. In fact, I think a lot of us maybe on some level, we're all a little nervous and scared of losing that cozy kitty cat life, but... I'll be willing to bet everything, and that's easy since we're going to lose everything, <laughs> that uh, the life we're going to get is better. We just don't know it because we've had it this way for so long. But it's going to make it better on many, many different levels. We weren't meant to be, you know, domesticated. Then that's why we're mentally ill now, in my opinion. So the mental illness will clear up once we have to start fending for ourselves in the forest again. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm going to title today's thing, The Breaking of America. That's what I think is happening. <clears throat> I'll start with that. So it's kind of a cohesive topic. <laughs> and then I have some notes here. If I want to go off and Randall, I have some uh, rant, rant. Not Randall, rant. I have some notes written down here that I've been writing down all week. Looking forward to talking to all of you. Things that I've thought of. But yeah, the breaking of America. That's really, I mean, you could say, um, you know, what is, what's happening? Is this all China's way of invading Taiwan? Is this uh, depopulation? Is it... You know, the rise of the New World Order? Is it, uh, you know, the prophecy end times? Well, first, and it's not a cop-out. It's, it's kind of a brag because it's the only one thing I will brag about saying that makes me smarter than most people is this. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. Pardon my French. It's the first time I've asked for forgiveness for swearing, I think, on the podcast. But I might start. Who knows? Who knows? Because I don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh, every day. I'm like, I'm like born again, in a strange world, trying to figure shit out. But having said that, I would say that what's really happening right now, uh, on a, in the most simple explanation, is the breaking of America. How do you? And that's not easy to do. How can you successfully take down a world power? Now, you could say why they're doing it. That's a whole... I'm not going to get into that. I mean, the obvious answer would be for a one-world government. You can't have a one-world government with an independent world power. You have to sort of break everyone down to the same level. The biggest challenge of breaking everyone down to the same level in current times, obviously, is the United States of America. And I think this... When I, when I mean current... I actually, to be fair, if this is the case, which I believe it is, then you have to go back several decades for this decision to, be, to have been made, the breaking, you know, because it's been, it's been happening for the past 20 years. All these uh, bullshit illegal wars were there to, you know, 
make America, to do all kinds of things. That you can accomplish multiple goals, but one of those goals is to delegitimize and criminalize the United States of America. Create a very good reason for the international community to get involved, you know, in America's business, you know? Just like what we saw happen like to Germany and Japan after World War II. Now, I there is a story going around a few years back after Trump got elected that this was the plan was to get Hillary in after Obama for two terms. And this is what Hillary would continue doing. Um, and that Trump disrupted it. I still tend to believe that story because I don't see the advantage. I, I can see a couple. I mean, I, I, I believe me, I am able. Here's another brag. I am able to look at all sides of the of the situation. In fact, I'm hungry for it. Because that that's where you find interesting stuff, you know, is where you're not normally looking. And I have. And I've and I have a very uh creative imagination to where I'm able to, you know, I can stretch pretty far with um plausibility and all that stuff. More than most people. And I have, and I can you know, I've come up with a couple really just one scenario that I think makes sense. It's a stretch, and you know, but anything's possible. But you know, having said all that, I will go back to saying that I think um, ultimately, yes, I think the original story that I heard that Trump was um, potentially even installed as president. I need to. I need to learn a lot more about the. Uh, legitimacy of the voting process before I'm going to speak confidently that I have faith in it one way or the other. I don't know. But um, became, was the 45th president as a way of remedying the situation, as a way of reversing and salvaging the Constitution and the Bill of Rights? Because when I say the breaking of America, specifically they want to destroy the Bill of Rights and the Constitution because you cannot build a, a, a united one world government that is going to have its own constitution with a sovereign constitution. You can't. It's uh, mathematically impossible. You can only serve one master, right? So I do believe that there is, that there are people in government and in the military like you and my and me, reasonable folks uh, that understand the importance of maintaining, you know, a healthy society. <laughs> Believe it or not, what's crazy is that some people are trying to do the exact opposite. It doesn't matter. These are mentally ill, crazy people. It doesn't matter why they're doing it or how, you know, just, it's, it's a matter of stopping them. So... I believe that there's got to be people like that on all levels. And so, yeah, that makes sense to me that there would be some type of push, opposition, as uh, Cliff High refers to them as, as the, um, the SOC, the self-organizing collective. 
which makes sense to me. I mean, that's how it would happen. You know, we are self-organizing. We are on the information level of self-organization. So it's going to look a little different. But um, anyways, so going along that theory that Trump was put in there to foil their plans, in, in some ways it did, in, 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 if that were the case, it forced them to, it exposed them. And that it did. That's why I find it hard to argue that it was part of the plan to get Trump in there. Even if Trump is is been bought in over by the globalists, which so far, as long as he, ha he, ha he hasn't come out against the vaccine yet, uh, to my knowledge, and until that day comes, he's still owned by the system, by the establishment. That's my simple monkey way of looking at it, and I'm sticking by it. Uh, but he might. He's a human being, I think. So he might uh, find some redemption and, and come around. But uh, it doesn't matter. The, the argument I'm making doesn't matter because uh, he, you know, every, all these people were corrupted. I'm not, very few of these people were born corrupted, you know. Some of them were corrupted at a very young age, unfairly, and, uh, but I guess ultimately the corruption came by their own will, their own choice. Anyways, that's a whole other rant. But the Trump era definitely seemed, well, it definitely, let's throw the word seem out, it woke a shit ton of people up, and it woke those people up to the real deal. Pedophilia. If you look at the biggest red pill through the Trump era, it's definitely QAnon. I don't know what QAnon is, and I do, it does make sense to me that QAnon is like a, a fake psyop because when you read about Operation Trust, it's like the same damn thing, you know? I mean, it could be a coincidence. That's possible, too, but I don't trust Operation Trust or Q, but it doesn't matter <clears throat> what Q was or is or how I feel about it. Uh, it's safe to say that that movement has woke more people up to the pedophilia nature of the power structure than anything else. And that is probably, well, Pizzagate, okay? To be fair, Pizzagate did it. Pizzagate blew the lid open. Uh, I know people personally, and, that, and this is why I say it is, is anecdotally I say it, is because I know people personally who thought I was nuts about all this stuff until Pizzagate, and then, all, and then that sold, they were sold on that, that was a big red pill moment for average everyday people that normally don't pay much mind to this. And so maybe what QAnon is, is QAnon is a way of, of grabbing all that energy and controlling it because they knew it was out of the bag. Maybe that's what it was. I never thought of that before. But Or maybe it's real. Who cares? Point is, is there's a huge... Uh, amount of people now that are awake to what's not only what's going on, but the really important stuff. Like if we can, if we can just rally around that, we can clean everything up. At least we can get a really good start. And I'm surprised that m more people can't rally around it. You know, it's like, golly, folks, I thought everyone was on the same page when it came to this. Apparently not. Kind of mind blowing, you know what it is? Is it's like okay, so I, and I, I, I might say this casually, but that's just because I've um, one. I'm extremely open. I don't have any shame or embarrassment about my, about my life. It's just part of my personality. And two, I wrote about it in a book, you know, and I talk about it a lot. And I talk. I always talk about the 
weird, fucked up, tragic things that happen in life because those are the interesting and funny things, right? So anyways, uh, I experienced some childhood abuse at a young age. It was more like what people would describe as ritual abuse. It was actually very strange. It was, um, I'm not going to get into it now, but it was, I often wonder, you know, for years I was haunted by it. And um, it almost seemed like some type of recruitment or test. I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, but I, I uh, have healed from it. And um, not only that, I've been able to find um, the good in it, which is one of my notes we'll, 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 we'll tackle. <laughs> and um, as a result, I talked to a lot of people. Um, I've mentioned this to a lot of people. In conversation. I like to have deep conversations. And I can say easily, easily, 100% more than half the people I've talked to say that they also were, were abused as a child. Easily more than half. And that's including men and women. And I guarantee you the men are not as open as the women are on the subject. I guarantee you uh, half the men that are telling me or whatever, you know what I'm saying. Point being is... If that translates across the board, which I believe it does, because I'm not talking about people from like one small little town. I'm talking about I've traveled or I've lived in a few countries. I've, I'm, I'm pretty well traveled uh, and, I've, and, I, and I have a habit of chatting people up where I go. I like to get to know people and learn about where I'm at. It's kind of a thing. It's one of the reasons I don't understand the whole racism thing, because it's like that's one of the funnest things about planet Earth is you're different from people. For example, Japan is still like one of the, my favorite places in the whole wide world because I was there 20 years ago when I was in the Marine Corps. I was there for six months, Okinawa and Japan for a month, Okinawa for five months. And I'll never forget it. It's still like my favorite place just because it's so different. And I, uh, maybe I just love the quality of the, of the culture. Could be, but I always, I don't say that. I always say I love it because it was so different. It, it was just strange. It was like visiting, and that's what visiting another place ought to be like, you know, like visiting another planet. So anyways, I say that because um, that would explain why we're dealing with such a mess. There's, there's a lot of people that experience that when they're a kid. You can go three different ways. You can go um, heavy into drugs and pleasure-seeking and promiscuity, which is the route that I took. Uh, you can go deep into depression and suicide, and that's f very common, unfortunately. Or you can go the sadistic, like if you can't, it's like almost like uh, the way I would imagine it happens is the mind breaks and becomes the monster as a way of avoiding the pain. I don't know. But that's the third way. That's the wrong way. That's the bad way. That's where you become the monster. You become that thing it's like the Kevin Spacey's, right? And there's a lot of them. Uh, I would say like I would say 90% of these minions, <clears throat> probably 99% uh, of the Hollywood and, and people in mainstream media, these are all, ugh, it's gross. And, and it's so hideous and abnormal to a, to a healthy person in my opinion, and that's that, that they become invisible almost, you know, like a lot of people are like, that's impossible. People would never live like that. And you could never do that. That's a fantasy. It's a weird, you're weird for thinking it, you know? 
One of my notes here is, um, I'll get it out of the way. You can be positive and still be realistic. There's a thing called a silver lining. And the reason I say this is because we're living in such crazy times. And I do have a history of friends on, on all sides of the spectrum, like I just said. And a lot of these people are people that think you have to focus. You, you can't think about negative things because your mind is creating reality. And if you focus on these negative things, you're, you're helping to create that reality. Now, that's true to a certain point. But. When you look at the, the, I mean, this is all, it's also very superstitious. And if you've ever actually tried the law of attraction and had success with it, then you know it's not just about thinking. It's about having the right emotions. You can't be stressed out. You can't be worried. You have to feel full. You have to feel grateful, and you have to have a very relaxed, content state of mind. And so, uh, and all that's going to do is it's just going to help you make the right decisions because you're already on a path that wants to meet you. You're already here to find the things that you desire. You know, that's like what's happening here. And so all that law of attraction stuff is just learning how to be here now. That's all that is. So you can forget about pretend, right? We're living in a time of the most vile evil being ex exposed. You can call it the apocalypse. You know, the apocalypse translates to the, the, the seeing of the unseen, the revealing of the hidden, you know, the pulling back of the curtain and the Wizard of Oz. We're starting to actually see where we are. We've been living in this fantasy world of, of, uh, of like, like Narcissus, you know, staring at our reflection in the lake and just admiring how beautiful we are. And what we're seeing now is we're, the veil is being pulled back and we're seeing the ugliness of it. And there's an incredible value in this. And so I'm, that's why I'm saying this is you can't, you can't hide from it and, and act like you're saving the world by hiding from it. You know, I'm not going to add to this. No, no, no. You are adding to it by hiding from it, my friend. You know, it's, uh, we have a, a free will and, uh, the enemy would like nothing more than for you to hide your head in the sand and rock back and forth and click your heels together and say, oh, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. They would love that. They would love that because real creation is done in the physical world. Yes. You have to envision it first. Of course. And in the astral world, you can argue all you have to do is think about it and poof, it appears. And that is probably true as well. But in the world we're living in now, in the physical world, it requires some physical effort, energy, some pressure. It's fun. It's fun. We have fingers and hands and all these joints and we're made to do it. We have these little bodies that are just made to do things. And they like to. And, and the more you use these bodies and keep them toned and fit and sweating and, and functional and, and, get, and they, they become better and they become happier and they become more fulfilled. And then these billions of cells that make up this body, all of their lives are more fulfilling as well. You know, So it's all good. Um, 
you can live in, a, in the apocalypse and still be positive. When I, you know, I mentioned how I suffered some ritual abuse as a child and it set me off on a path of uh, sex and drugs abuse that uh, you could say easily, you could easily blame that on me never having a family. I have two uh, very dramatic failed short marriages, um, a life of emptiness and promiscuity, lots of drugs. Um, so you could say it was, tra- it was a tragedy, but there is a silver lining. For one, I never would have, it cre- uh, from a very young age, I, I learned to never trust authority. I learned that it, anyone above me who had any type of authority over me, whether it be my parents or people at school or the people in government or the people on TV, whatever, they're all lying. They're all, or, or, or even if they don't know it, like I was able to do that at a young age without anger. I didn't have to be like mad at them. I just had to understand that they're dangerous animals. And for all I know, they're lying and they don't even know it. Now, for many years, I thought that was a, a sign of my, of my mental illness. Uh, lately, I realize that that's a blessing. Lately, I realize that that is a lesson that I think everyone needs to learn. And I'm at least, well, I'll keep it to myself. I'm extremely grateful that I learned that lesson at a young age. And, um, and I am sticking to it. And if I ever do have some youngins, that'll be one of the things I will bestow on them. I'll figure out a, a shorter, quicker way of anecdotal way of saying that don't trust are you you know because you can love people and not trust them um yeah so what's the silver lining today there's i mean there's a lot of it there's a lot of it one is we're getting closer to truth that's all you need uh once there's truth if we can crack this this whole scam thing open and and get it to the point where it just becomes a perpetuating goal of seeking more truth and cleaning up more lies and bullshit. We're looking at a renaissance. We're looking at a golden age. And and, uh, honestly, the most fulfilling part of that in the end is going to be where we're at now. Like we're not going to be enjoying the results of that. We're going to be sweating and bleeding and dying, creating that. And in the end, that's going to be, that's the fulfilling place to be. At the end of the day, I think if we're all sitting around somewhere looking at photo albums and reminiscing, it'll be this era here where uh, if you weren't here, those folks will be like, oh man, you guys, you guys really, you guys really had it in the best time. Because it really is. And so um, what they're doing now is they're just uh, in a mad hurry to break America, just how they were planning on doing it already. Um, Whether or not Trump broke it up, they're definitely back on it now. Um, The only, I was going to say, the only good news is, is everyone can see it clearly. Not everyone, but enough, a lot more people can see it clearly for what it is now than I think ever would have if Hillary, if Hillary got in. Maybe you're too young to remember, but if you if you're if you're if you're paying attention back then, I think it's hard to say. I think it's hard for any argument to say that it would be. What I'm trying to say is that if Hillary would have got elected, it wouldn't have woken up as there wouldn't have been this massive awakening. It just would have been sleepy time and 
No one would be seeing this. I mean, the, we'd be seeing it, but we'd just be those crazy friggin' nutters, right? Now, the sad news is, is I think it's already broke. I mean, how, is it, uh, well, maybe that's not sad news. Maybe that's not sad news. Because the breaking of America doesn't mean the end of our Constitution. It doesn't mean the end of our ideals. It could be. That's what they want. But it definitely means, see, I mean, because here's the thing. Before all of this, before Trump, before any of this, uh, plenty of us, millions of us knew that we needed to break this fucking country, right? Not the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, not the First and Second Amendment, but we need to break the IRS. We need to break the Fed. We need to break it Ron Paul style. I mean, Ron Paul, if there were legit elections and legit media, he would have got it elected, right? So there's a lot of people that know exactly what I'm talking about. We needed to break the foreigners that have invaded and, and, and been infiltrating and destroying this country from within for decades. We needed to rip them all out and break their backs and get back to grassroots, you know, sound economy, sound gold or whatever we decide. Basically, America first, right? We not, not only do we need to do that for ourselves, but we, need to, we owe it to the entire world to do that because you can see all these populist movements everywhere on the world waving the American flag because they're, they're basing it off of what we've been able, what mediocreness we've been able to achieve, right? I mean, we could have done a lot better. We can do a lot better with it. And, and, I, and hopefully a lot of us are learning that now. But here's how they break it. Um, <clears throat> they've already broken it. The trust and the international community now um, openly are telling the people all these heinous crimes that we've been talking about for a long time. That's all out in the open now. Uh, they're going to break America economically with Taiwan. I would imagine that's that's not here yet, but uh, that, that's something I would imagine would be, would be easy. Well, forget Taiwan. They're already doing it economically with the petrodollar, right? Forget Taiwan. It doesn't matter. Taiwan doesn't matter. You get rid of the petrodollar, <clears throat> the, uh, the USD falls apart. It's completely propped up on wars and the petrodollar. You take those out of the equation, it's done. It's done. It's, it's going to go to Weimar Republic. And if you don't know that reference, it means the inflation is going to go so crazy, you're going to need to take out a loan to buy a loaf of bread. You know, in other words, you can't buy a, you're going to be in bread lines. In other words, you're going to be burning your, your dollar bills to start fires. You know, you're going to keep it for kindling or to wipe your ass with. That's already been accomplished. Now, that's not a bad thing because this Federal Reserve Bank thing is a real fucking problem. <laughs> you, know? you could say it's the biggest problem. You could say it's, it's the source of it all. Uh, on, a, on a grounded, down-to-earth level, that's definitely the answer. There are, of course, other you know, ideological and spiritual levels to all this, too. But on a, ground, on a grounded, base, fundamental and the Fed. Now, this is all broken and everything, and so they've already succeeded. 
but where this is where we can win. This is the only chance we have at this point now is because the only way we're going to be able to do this is if we start doing it now, we need to, <clears throat> we need to clean up our own mess. We, the people need to stop the psychopaths that are using our resources to wage war, not only against ourselves, but against the entire world. It's our responsibility to stop them. If we don't stop them, then the international community has every reason in the world to come into our borders and force us to stop, right? They do. And so this, we have to do this. We have to, to do this now. It's the only chance we have to keep what we have and, and thrive. It's it. And it's easy. We just have to do it. We just have to stop them. We have to take the controls away from them and get rid of them, put them down, in my opinion. We don't have enough jail cells, but we, you know, whatever. And then just start doing the right things. And, and, and it's not that hard. And just start turning this around. Uh, the money's there, too. We, all this money they've been bleeding the people dry from, you just take it all back from them and you uh, get the land back and you pay off the debts. It's not that friggin' tricky. It's all a game anyways. You know? And, the, and it's like, man, it's like, it's doing the right thing. And you'd like to think that Everyone or the majority wants to do the right thing. We can do it together. And if we do the right thing, uh, then, then then we can really enjoy love and happiness and joy. Like we can enter an era of art unlike anything any of us have ever known. All right. I don't know how to describe it. It's indescribable what awaits us, potentially. But uh, time is running out, you know. Um, now, a lot of, I, like, we are just on this, like I said earlier, we are this just information level. So maybe there is, like, an intelligence level and a, a militant level and a governmental level of, of good guys that are, uh, you know, seeing different things, doing different things, have a different image, I hope. All right, I'm going to wrap up uh, moving down my notes of things to ramble about a little bit. <clears throat> I have uh, Nazis and low consciousness. <laughs> Who's sick of the word Nazis? I know I am. Been sick of it for a long time. Uh, I got sick of it years before the Trump era. I got sick of it back in the History Channel. I used to like the History Channel when I was a kid. I liked history, but then it wasn't long when the History Channel just became the Nazi Channel or the Hitler Channel and the Alien Channel, which is what I think it is today. I haven't watched it since, but for many, many years, it probably still is. The History Channel, for some reason, was just the Hitler and Alien Channel. I guess just telling everyone that the only history you need to worry about is Hitler bad and aliens are real. <laughs> you know? Who fucking knows? But... <clears throat> I get hit up. Uh, I read the comments to my videos. Uh, I get a lot of feedback, uh, a lot of good feedback, and I like to, you know, feedback's valuable. 
Um, and uh, there are on band.video, you will find a lot of people that don't like the Jews, a lot of people that blame the Jews for everything. I don't know if these people are real or if they're federal agents. I would guess that they're a combination of both. I would, I would guess that they're, they're paid by the feds. They might not even know exactly who's funding them. They're manipulated by the feds would be my guess. And I'm basing that just simply on the fact, like I was saying earlier in the show when I was talking about how I trust my opinion of people because I've been traveling around. Completely anecdotal. But in most of my travels, I've worked uh, as a carpenter, a plumber, a construction, which is working class man's work. So in most of my travels, I've been around the working class population. And I've never really seen racists. Uh, In New Zealand... People throw some words around pretty heavy. That was probably the most I ever saw. But that's kind of like England, I would imagine. And I haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time in England. But in America, no, no. Um, you see it every now and then. It's pretty hush-hush. Um, people that have strong, hateful views of other people are conditioned in America to keep it on the down low. Which is kind of cool, I think, because it's ugly. Because it's low consciousness, right? Like, that's why it's ugly. It's just like, it's ugly like hanging out with a monkey who likes to throw shit at you, right? Not The monkey's not bad. And, you know, the monkey's not necessarily ugly either. But the consciousness of that monkey is a little ugly, right? Because you're going to get shit on you. It's not pretty. And that's what the low consciousness is. It's just dumb. It's just low consciousness. Low consciousness is also like the ones that just talk about who's having sex with who. Like the people that watch The View. They want want the gossip. That's, you know, The View sort of dresses it up in a way where it doesn't feel that way. But it's just for low consciousness. Am I being snobby right now? Possibly. There's a lot of decent folks that are low consciousness. I don't want to. There, I, you know, <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah, there might be people out there. I think a lot of it is there are people like, um, anyone who's, um, gone down the flat earth rabbit hole, you'll, you'll notice, I would think you'll notice that there's a lot of angry people in the flat earth community. And I don't know why, I don't know why that is, but there are a lot of angry people more than you'll find, like, 9-1, you know, people that, like, or you would think 9-11 would piss people off more than the flat earth when it comes to conspiracies. But that's not the case. It seems like uh, a lot of angry people, in the, and they're angry at everyone who doesn't see it. And that's kind of, like, I, I, I'll just say really, really quickly, I don't believe in the heliocentric model anymore because once I started doing my research, I realized that it doesn't, it, it technically, you're, you're kind of stupid. And I'm not saying this. Like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sounding like one of these people right now, aren't I? <laughs> um, you're ignorant, I'll say, if you believe in the heliocentric model. I was ignorant because I didn't know and I didn't bother to look at the heliocentric model. I just assumed that it was correct because it's what they teach in school. And it's what we have all come to accept as reality. But once I stopped ignoring it and, became, and, and, and stopped being ignorant in it and actually looked at it and did the math, and, and I was like, holy shit, this thing doesn't even make sense. So, yeah, I don't believe in the heliocentric model anymore. Having said that, um, I don't 
think that people are stupid if they do because I did, you know. <laughs> but you get that a lot. You'll find a lot of people in the flat community. They're just, everyone else is stupid, and God, you believe in that? You're stupid. And I'm like, really? And the reason I say it is because a lot. It, it I find a lot of the same things. There's this crowd of people out there that will tell you that Hitler was good and that the Nazis were actually fighting the bankers and the globalists and all this and that and that. And now there's traces of truth in what they're saying, but the Nazis weren't good. I mean, you can tell uh, right off the get, they're burning books, they're uh, the jackboots, the leather. Yeah, it's fashionable and it's stylish. And if if you had no choice but to you know pick an authoritarian regime, you know, they might get it on, on the fashion and the style, you know, all the black leather and chrome and shit like that. It's also pretty gay, though, isn't it? Uh, fascist and faggot. I think we covered that uh, in the past podcast and all that. Uh, but uh, no, thank you. I'm sorry. That's not really the thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for small government. I'm not looking for jackbooted thugs. I don't care if they're against the bankers or not. So, you know, I don't really get, I don't even waste my time with that story, but there are a lot of people out there that'll try to tell you that. <clears throat> and they're on the, in my comments all the time. And whenever I touch the subject of the Nazis, they freak out and they say really mean things to me. And they, and they, they really try to get my goat and, and, and how dare you, you're covering for the Jews. And so, um, I was curious to see how they would react to my, Nazification of the West. I was very curious to see the the comment reaction, and I was very pleased because um, there are the, there are people that are just pissed that I'm not talking about the Zionists and the and the Khazars. They were very satisfied with that video. Now, but the Feds, the Hitler lovers and the Nazi lovers and the Jew haters, the ones who I don't really think are real or they're just retarded, they were more pissed than ever. I got some of the most hateful things. I, I, uh, someone actually started, and you might be, this guy might be listening right now. Uh, I would imagine that's how he got my email, but someone was, uh, figured out a way of emailing me and started, uh, and, and opening up with just spewing like all capital letters, you're a piece of shit. You know, that's an intro. That's mental illness, folks. <coughs> so, anyways. I probably didn't need to rant about that, but I thought it was funny. I was pleased with the reaction that tells me that reaffirmed to me that that these are just uh, feds and low consciousness freakouts. Now we know why we're allowed not to say. Now we're now we know why we're not allowed to say retard, right? That word has been um, eliminated. It's not politically correct to use it, and I think we know now why. Right, because we're being dragged into the oblivion by a bunch of retards. It would be a lot easier to just yell at them and say, "Hey, retard! You know, stop killing us all." <laughs> I don't know. I think that was my attempt to try to throw a joke in here, which means it probably failed. That usually only happens accidentally. All right, we're gonna wrap it up now. I don't need to finish these notes. Uh, these notes I'm gonna carry on to. Um, to next week if I need him. I think we finished what we were talking about. Um, I guess the one last thing I'll say, because I think this is kind of positive, is uh, I wrote, it says, why fucked up people find grace? 
uh, that's not really written the best. What I meant to say is... A lot of, like, very... Some people that are, <clears throat> maybe were born with a lot of money or maybe were even blessed with a good life where they didn't have many challenges or drama or much drama, they, they might not find the grace of God because they have no reason to fall on their knees and ask for it. And in my experience, the humility, the honest, genuine humility that comes from being effed up, from being desperate, you know, from facing your challenges and getting the shit beat out of you, the amount of humility that that can create is if you are able to take that humility and, and really express it and ask for help, go to God on your knees and, and just humbly ask for help, then you will find grace. That's the magic power. I'm standing by that. That will end it, folks. Thank you for listening. I will be back next week, if not sooner. If I'm back sooner, it's probably going to be to write something, but I do have a potential interview with someone that'll probably be an extra podcast. Um, once again, once I get this thing sorted out on Substack, I will be giving, I will be doing more. You know, uh, right now I just want to make sure everyone gets the content and not, and that everyone doesn't get bombarded. But once we straighten out the the free and the paid sections on Substack, then I'll be doing the. Um, you know, something regular for everyone, and then more content for subscribers. That's the plan. Hang in there, everybody. One, la one last thing, really, uh, that I meant to say is it's really important you guys get ready for what's coming. Like on one-on-one on -on -one with my friends, what I'm telling the people I care about is uh, brace for impact, you know? I think realistically, three to six months, if you have enough like food and major supplies stored up where you can, you know, get through three, three to six months, that means you can avoid, you know, the desperate government bread lines and whatever, you know, bullshit thing is going to be there to help you. That's just going to make your life worse. You can avoid those things and you can just focus on being as, as, um, as, a uh, functional and, um, you know, able, able-bodied as possible. You can just be at your best because we're going to need as many people as possible to get, to get through this and get through in the right way, you know? So get ready, get ready. Cause there's nothing that's stopping it. Like it's already been done, you know, it's already been done. So like, as soon as I'm done here, I'm about to go to the store. I'm about to get some more food and, you know, I have my own little plan. It's just me. So it's a little easy, but, uh, yeah. And it's doing your neighbors a favor too, really, because the more you're able, the more people that are able, like I said, to not skip a beat. That's my plan is for when the shit does hit the fan for me to just be able to keep going and not be ended by it. You know what I mean? Not be like another victim that now has to be taken care of. I can actually help those that need to be taken care of or, or, or help wherever I'm most needed. We'll figure that out. Thanks for listening, guys. I love you. Hang in there. See you later, my unknown friends.